Welcome to the New Adult Committee's first ever podcast. Today we'll be talking about public libraries response during the COVID pandemic. My name is Alex Cranshaw. I work at the Sayville Public Library. My name is Morgan Brett and I also work at the Sayville Library. And I am Andrew Mahopoulos and I work at the Sagem Library. Um, we sent out a survey out to the CLA list and it's on our on the RS, RASD blog. Um, we were asking libraries what they were doing during this time, um, any new services, programs, virtual or not, um, what their community needed or didn't. Um, and we got a few responses. Um, we got responses from Sachem, Brentwood, uh, Sable, East Islip, Mastic, Hopog, and some others. Um, and we're just going to go through and see what people are doing. So Andrew, what kind of services are you offering new adults while, um, while Sachem's been going remote? All of our studio stuff, which is like our makerspace area, um, we have a lot of that up and running, um, available to patrons. Um, like we have 3D printing that you request online, uh, poster printing, uh, button making, uh, and engraving. So you can all request those through our website. Um, we run all the, the project through and you can pick it up in person in, in the building when we're open and also uh, curbside pickup. Um, we also have a social work intern that is working with all ages um, that helps people with various things that is uh, available by Zoom appointments. Um, and that's about it for services. Um, that's like more new adult specific. Yeah, we've been offering a lot of the same. We just got a social, um, I didn't even think about the social worker intern, but we just had one start, what, a few months ago, I guess. So kind of mid pandemic, um, hasn't really been new adult specific. I'm not even sure if any new adults have utilized the service yet, but we started doing that recently. Um, we're also obviously we're doing curbside pickup still. Um, we were exclusively doing curbside pickup for a while. Um, we have the 3D printer that we we can do curbside pickup as well. So we are taking submissions of that through our website. Um, you should talk about the um, the VHS conversion too that we that you started up, Alex. That's a pretty good service, and I feel like some new adult people, like age group people, have been very interested in it. Yeah. Um, so we just started doing VHS conversions to DVDs. Uh, as a service at the library, it's been really successful since we started. Um, we have had actually some new adults use it. Um, I'm not sure if it's because the holiday season's coming up and they want to convert some old tapes they found um, as like a gift or something. But uh, I've had some new adults just come in and drop off like a stop and shop bag full of old VHS <laughs> tapes to be converted. So that's worked out pretty well. Um, that has been that's a more recent. Uh, service that we opened we started doing that recently so it's it was after we reopened so we we couldn't have done that virtually um, and, but and that, yeah. that's a drop-off service they are they're not doing it themselves like you do it for them correct um, it's a drop-off service right now um, eventually we would like to have it a kind of self-service when we have our makerspace kind of worked out but um, yeah like the makerspace kind of got put on hold with with covid so uh, but yeah, right now it's a drop off and then I, I'm covering the tapes for them. But that's been working out pretty well. 
in terms of other services, I mean, we have our quiet rooms that we've opened up back back open to the public and we're you know sanitizing them after every use. Those are being used constantly, um, especially now that everyone's doing remote school and working from home or they need to get out of their home because everyone else is in their home now. So those have been really popular. Yeah, I feel like our user base here at this library, I don't know how Sachem is for you guys, but we tend to have a lot of high school kids um, and some college kids too that come in and they, they like to use our space for studying or for meeting up with friends to study and stuff like that. We do keep our study rooms to, I think Alex mentioned this, to one person only, but we do have like designated tables where two people can sit at and stuff yeah. like that. Has Sachem, uh, how has Sachem been handling your um, podcast recording studio? Has that been open during COVID? Uh, um, the rooms aren't open and like the studio isn't really open to like sit and create, you know, like it mm -hmm. mostly, mostly just drop off, pick up. Um, there are people using the space, um, not so much recording and no appointments or anything, but there are people here studying. We haven't totally been at capacity in the building yet, but it does seem, you know, it is being utilized. Yeah, we're, we're yet to open up the rooms and, and any of that. Um, so let's move on to programs. Um, what kind of programs are you offering at Sachem for new adults? And have any of these shifted to, um, to online? We've done a number that already are tar targeted towards um, new adults, uh, book clubs, you know, book discussions. Um, those were all meeting, were meeting in person. The Actually, the TNT, the 20s and 30s book club transferred to a Zoom, and it's actually more popular than it ever, ever was. Um, That's awesome. Wow. Getting more people attending that uh, on Zoom. So, yeah, we'll probably just keep that on Zoom throughout. Um, we do a D&D &D group. Um, that's meeting on Discord. Um, and that's like, it's been like a, not a huge group, but I think for that program, it's fine. Um, mm -hmm. I think they have about six to eight every month um, for that. Um, and at Sachem, we kind of chose like YouTube as our main platform for like programs, like just doing, you know, standalone videos. So they're not so much timed. Um, some of the Zooms like just haven't been like just being tied to a certain time. It hasn't been super popular here. So a lot of the stuff is just standalone. Um, pickup kits have been huge. Um, so if it's like an activity that works with the video, so it kind of breaks yeah. from just being at a screen. You know, I think most new adults are just on Zooms and on the computer all right. day, so they don't really want to be on another one. Uh, so that's been cool. Oh, and we have a, it's kind of geared towards new adults, but it's open to all ages is our uh, all ages art club. Um, and we, that we're hosting on Discord right now. So it's just kind of like a ongoing conversation and people posting art, we post kind of prompts and it's been kind of cool. I, I like that. We, we kind of tried that a little bit at Sayville early on in uh, when we shut down, we yeah, were doing like we're kind of like, an, like um, we were doing like a weekly challenge. So it'd be like a seven day challenge every week and it would be different. Um, I think one of the topics that we did the first one was like an art challenge, just doing like simple art things. Uh, and we did have some patrons participate like through social media and they would 
tag us in their stories or in a post that they made or just directly just send us pictures of them doing like the art prompts every day. And then we had Alex illustrate um, a bunch of pictograms and we did like a pictogram challenge if people could figure out the books of titles based off of the pictogram. And that was pretty popular too. A lot of people had a lot of fun with that. And we did, we also did um, a recreate a book cover challenge and we had one family, we had a couple of families participate, but one in particular, they went like all out. Like it was incredible, the pictures that they had. Um, and they let me share them on social media, which was huge. But yeah, I felt like, um, I know the curbside pickup in our children's department here is also extremely popular. Like people love the take and make stuff. I'm trying to think of the Zoom programs, I feel like have been kind of hit or miss hit or miss for sure yeah i i've i'm doing like a dozen i think i'm doing 16 virtual programs next month like i'm doing so many and they're they're hit or miss like some will be a big success and others just are totally dead i don't know if it's the time of the day i'm doing them or what but it doesn't seem like there's any kind of trend in of what their program's about or or anything so i don't know i feel like the zoom fatigue is definitely setting in i've noticed you know early on in the pandemic i was getting you know 10 people every program and now it's it's really dwindled yeah yeah we actually just launched a new program it's for all ages but i think it's going to attract some new adults it's like a movie yeah. party so every week we're going to put out three um three movie titles with like uh accompanying activities so there's going to be like a script so like if you know, one character says this, you can kind of do this in person. Um, some will have pickup kits, uh, but some of them, it's like a PDF you can download that'll have word searches, trivia, you know, little paper crafts that you can do quick. Um, and also like, like I said, like those, there might be a pickup, uh, a grab and go kit that you can get for other activities or props. Are you oh, sorry. I was gonna so ask, are you guys paying for the supplies through like program budgets for like, cause I know like we have, um, like our budgets haven't been used quite like as much, you know, so we're able to buy the supplies. Yeah. Yeah, some we're not buying much. I think we're trying to use up just all the stock that we have because we just had a lot of stuff just left over. So we're trying to incorporate and just yeah, that's you know, clean up our storage areas. <laughs> it's like spring cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely yeah. has given us time yeah. to like rethink what the library's role is in a in the digital environment at least i know we've really revamped our youtube page we've totally uh put way more attention into instagram i think facebook we've just kind of given a whole facelift to overall i mean a lot of people think when we shut down we're not doing anything but we really are putting a lot more effort i feel into social media and our online presence yeah 100% i feel like um we focus like very heavily on just getting like virtual, pumping out virtual programs, figuring out which uh, programmers translated the best into virtual programming. Cause I feel like not all of them have translated. Yeah, or have the tech well. skills. Yeah. That's another thing we've known. Like a lot of programmers are regular programmers, you know, who kind of feel maybe entitled to do programs at the library, um, just based on how long they've been doing programming who and they might not necessarily have the skills to translate over to zoom to running a virtual program and they've kind of struggled and it's we've kind of had to reassess you know what 
types of programs we'll be offering too. I feel like that's been a little bit of a learning curve. But yeah, I feel like in terms of programming online, it's kind of been just throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, like I find like um, new adults interact with a lot of things on Instagram more than they do on Facebook. Facebook seems to be like a little bit of an older crowd. It's interesting to see like the different kinds of things that we post, like sometimes like the program posts don't really like get a lot of attention, but then posting like nostalgia or anything that, yeah, anything nostalgic at all usually blows up. Like I posted up a display, our teen librarian um, had these, oh man, I forgot what kind of toys they were. They were like Fisher Price toys from the seventies. So they're like made out of solid wood and stuff like that. And I just posted a picture up. I'm like, I don't know how well this is gonna go. And so many people like freaked out about them. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I mean, we kind of made uh, May 4th, this is going back a while, but the Star Wars day, we turned it into like Star Wars week. And yeah. I feel like that was very successful. Yeah, that did really well. Have you guys, um, Andrew, have you guys found that like, you seem to like be able to reach a younger crowd like through social media more than in pro, like more than through our normal routes, like through programming and stuff like that? Yeah. It's hard, you know, because like, I feel like, you know, you have to like hit on so many different platforms to get people. But it's also weird too being a library because you sort of have to, you know, social media is built to like be, you know, broad and like to like the world, but it's really you're trying to target like your community. Um, so like I found like Facebook is more for like, you know, parents and like, you know, older crowd, but yeah, Instagram is a little more, you know, 20s and 30s. And we find that like, you know, don't get much reaction in the main feed, but it's like mostly stories get viewed, I think more than like the main posts or like more interactive with. Um, but we do have a teen TikTok and Snapchat, um, but those are a little harder to grab because I don't think teens want to yeah, deal with They're like, uh, so. we don't want the library on TikTok. Get, Bye. Get, out, yeah. get out of my space. So um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should do our entire second podcast uh dedicated to social media alone yeah yeah it's such an interesting topic especially trying to hit the new adults it i mean they're they're a they're a hard audience to uh to target for sure but and i agree with what you were saying about like kind of throwback stuff like if we post like a photo of like the old building or like just you know throwback kind of stuff like that it's huge that was a big big hit yeah we actually had um this one uh, person who's actually ended up being a local business owner too, but we had posted a, a throwback postcard of like a historical house in Sayville and she happens to be the owner of it. And it's kind of a funny story. I accidentally like, cause I manage the Sayville's page from my personal. So sometimes I have to be careful when I go onto the Sable page to interact with something that a patron posted because uh -huh. I might be interacting with it as myself. And I was just so quick to respond because I was so excited about um, like how excited she was about it that I commented, I liked it and commented as myself, realized, deleted it, and then went back in as library and responded as a library. But she had um, PM'd me on my personal Facebook and was like, hey, um, you know, 
I want more information about my house if you have it. She's like, but I also have like, she had like a binder from the original owners of all this historical information of things that had gone on at the house. And she also had the original blueprints and she offered them to us to add to our local history collection, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's just really neat to see like, I feel like a lot of the people that interact with our social media sometimes facebook but like a lot of times instagram seems to be like the new adult crowd or like interacting with our stories too because i do um like a daily trivia and i think i I usually average about like 50 to 60 responses and people comment and like get frustrated if they get it wrong or tell me in person (laughs) yeah actually and our youtube yeah like i said is our main platform kind of for programs lately but um it's been cool since COVID. i think we've gained over like 500 followers in that time which is pretty you know doesn't seem like that much like you're looking like on a you know sort of influencer scale but i felt you know like i said like kind of the community base i think was pretty cool because i think it is all kind of organically grown from the community so yeah do you guys um do you guys have like multiple people editing videos or is it just um it's like a whole yeah there's a bunch of people that are part of that like workflow um we kind of just rely on the people making the video to do most of the editing and then it kind of comes in and we kind of just throw in like a little like you know intro throw in a logo and like maybe like a little closing thing um but we kind of we don't do much editing once the file comes in so it's like you know but like four or five of us are doing it you know, from the start to finish, once it comes in, once it's recorded. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, that had, to, that had to all be built, you know, the first couple of weeks of COVID because of, you know, lockdown, because we didn't really use, we didn't really use, utilize YouTube at all before this. Are there any other platforms that Sachem has been trying? For instance, like Twitch? We're just getting our Twitch started. Um, so we were going to do, I think, Animal Crossing and Among Us, um, through through Twitch, so yeah, that's to be to be seen how yeah. that works out. <laughs> I'm just uh, it looks like Brentwood has been doing um, a lot of Twitch programming, and uh, I'm just curious how that's been going. So I know Twitch is I mean there's I guess that's a, a definitely a new adult I would consider Twitch a new adult platform or new adult centric platform. So maybe yeah, that's something we that. can explore next. Are you? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was just I was talking to one of my colleagues about Twitch and Discord and like whatever and she was saying that she wants to do like kind of the, like stream through Twitch and then post into the Discord because the video features are better huh. on Twitch you know and like kind of Discord is a little clunky with the video stuff so that was kind of her take on it. Are you recording any of your gaming programs and posting that to YouTube or doing any kind of cross-platform um, just, we've recorded some Zooms and posted that, but we haven't, um, recorded any gaming yet, no. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I have a very cursory experience with Twitch, and I, I feel like that's, I mean, that's for watching people play. I wasn't aware that you could, I guess that you could record yourself playing against the other patrons, I guess, and I don't know, who would be watching that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a little curious of how you're incorporating, or how Twitch is uh- being incorporated. And she, well, we were going to do like, you know, maybe like stream art stuff too, like an art project, you know, an art. Oh, I see. Like 
craft activity and then like post that on different platforms as well. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, I guess, a little too narrowly of. Well, I think I think they were going to do some gaming stuff too, but um, yeah. So I think I think both is is in the works. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's it's interesting you bring that up because I just saw uh, a photographer that I follow on Instagram. He streams like himself gaming, but he just started streaming himself editing photos for weddings. So he was like, watch my, like, he's like, watch my Twitch. Like I'll be editing photos if you want to see like how it's done. And I was like, that's really cool. And I never thought about that. And I wonder if Twitch is starting to go through almost like a TikTok kind of like evolution where TikTok used to just be like strictly like lip syncing and it still is, but it's become so much more than that, that I wonder if Twitch will follow like kind of a similar like evolution where it already seems like it's becoming or has become like more than just a game, like a gaming streaming platform. It's really anything. Yeah, I know outside of libraries, like a lot of musicians and like DJs were using Twitch um, to perform because like you could like tip virtually and they can kind of generate some money. So like, mm -hmm. you know, the DJ would be like, oh, I'm gonna spin from, you know, for this hour or so, or like a band would play and uh, they could kind of get some cash coming in. Maybe we could do like a Bob Ross paint along or something on Twitch. Yeah. I've wanted I've wanted to do that, like just the sound only. And I've heard like other pro you know, other places doing this. Like you just listen to the audio and then see what people come up with. Oh that's not that's really interesting. Yeah. All that's right. Really I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs>
pretty successful. And that's again, that's that's new adults like head on wargaming and Magic the Gathering. I mean, that's like basically targeting me. <laughs> um, I see that Mastic is doing trivia on Kahoot, um, and we've done some Kahoot too through like YouTube Live. Um, and that's been pretty cool. Yeah, we've done a few here. I know that our friends trivia was pretty successful and we have an elf one coming up. Um, we actually had somebody that used to live here that now lives in Florida win the friends one from what I heard from the librarian that was running it. But um, yeah, he said that from what I've heard from him when I asked him about the trivia programs, he says he gets good attendance and everyone's like has a good time. And they always like ask for more, suggest like future topics. So I feel like the trivia is like another thing that people really enjoy because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I used to always like to go out with my friends on like Tuesday or Thursday night and play trivia like at a bar or something like that. Yeah, that's something I, I've been trying to get going for a while and then kind of COVID kind of interrupted it. But the bar right down the street here, I've been kind of peppering them with emails and calls to say like, hey, we should do a trivia night together or something. And I don't know, they just haven't, they're just not interested, I guess. I don't know. But I'd, I'd love to get something like that going. Yeah, they're just not as cool as us. Yeah. Um, at, in teens, we did a karaoke and that was really cool and it was pretty successful. And I think it could definitely transfer to and target new adults um, on a Zoom. It was like a Zoom program. So that was fun. How did that work? I think it was just like you could, you know, share the screen. I think they were sharing the screen from like the host with like the video and then whoever like it was, you picked, you know, Johnny, they, it was their turn and then they did their song and, but like you were still kind of in front of people. So it was kind of, it was cute. That's really cool. I like that idea. It gets a little tricky because if it's a little laggy, but it's still fun and everyone had a fun time. Well, I feel like the point of karaoke is not to sound good, but to just like <laughs> yeah. sing. So maybe the lag just adds to the like flavor of it all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, have there been any ideas that you've not been able to implement while um, while you've been shut down or during COVID? In terms, of, I mean, in terms of programs or even just marketing to new adults, Google Ad Grants and Card Site. What's Card? Oh, okay, yeah, I can talk about that. Card is like a it's like a more visual link tree, so you can kind of build like a really quick, easy website to kind of share a bunch of information but it's really just to kind of it's really just to push out links so like if you had an activity or a program coming up and you want to do like a number of youtube videos or just share all your social media accounts or you know list you know items that you have that you just want to circulate or something it's like a, just a more graphically nice like link tree you know instead of just the link a, a list of links yeah so you'd use um, that in in instead of Linktree, basically? Like it would be embedded in like your Instagram profile yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 you can put it, and that's like a, a little um, a short URL um, that, that will stay the same. If you pay for an account, you can have like 25 pages within that account. So I think we're, we have our, our SachemCon coming up, which is like our Comic-Con type event, um, which is usually huge, but we're gonna do it virtually this year and we're kind of gonna center it front, you know, and kind of have it, you know, start at that a card site yeah you know? 
Um, we're doing, we've also done like a team page. We're going to do like an outreach page just because like the stuff is all over the place and just kind of is easier to, you know, get everything in one spot. So it's pretty cool. Um, I'll have to check that out. It, it sounds interesting. It's, re it's really easy to build too. It's just like, you know, drag and drop and, you know, it's really easy. Um, and it looks really nice too. And the Google Ad Grants, what is, I found out that there's a, like a company gets grants from Google it's like a lot of money a year and it's available to nonprofits because you pay this company to do the coding and then you're, you can promote certain aspects of, you know, certain programs or services. So if someone searches, say, you know, Spanish class, you know, free Spanish classes that your library would come up top in the search. Hmm. So it's sort of just placing you in that, you know, at, you know, the promoted searches, but, for a lot less money than you would have to paying for it, you know, off the bat. Yeah. So there's money available, money available for nonprofits and libraries and stuff to do place yourself. That's really so. neat. I didn't know that. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I just found out about it. So um, we're, we're going to hopefully get that going soon. I think, I think Hopog has done that already. That's the only one I know of for sure. And they said it's, they said it's worked. Because you're kind of reaching, you're reaching your patrons before they even come to your site or your social media because they don't know what you offer. So it kind of gets them, you know, to you without you even trying. Yeah, which I think is like really cool because I feel like half the battle with social media stuff is that, you know, it's all based off of an algorithm. It's not, oh, you posted it and everyone's going to scroll and then eventually like come across your content. It's, you know, if you don't have enough people interacting with it in a certain amount of time, only a very limited amount of people that follow you are going to ever see that content unless they go to your page looking for it. And right. that's, I mean, I'm sure you guys um, have noticed the same thing. That's where I like utilizing stories a lot for certain things because it reaches a wider audience, like right, like right from the get go. Yeah. And then just because of COVID in general, it's so much is jumped in social media. Like even if you're, following you miss it a lot so it's hard to keep up with that yeah exactly yeah and i don't know i guess like i'm sure a lot of us and a lot of people listening probably feel the same but i like doom scroll through the same three apps for hours and i'm like what have i done but sometimes i don't see like library stuff and i follow like our pages constantly have you ever experimented with putting your programs on other community um, event websites like the patch or meetup or eventbrite things like that because those will i mean those companies individually will fight for higher rankings on google amongst themselves so i'm wondering if that would be a way to kind of bypass yeah we've done i'm not sure about recently but we've done meetup and patch for sure in the past yeah and i think you know we have a number of members that are you know, staff members that are in some like community groups, like parent groups and stuff on Facebook. And we kind of use that um, to get some of our stuff out too. Planting your librarians in local communities. Good <laughs> idea. Sure. Online well, they communities. Are part, they are part of yeah. the community, so it just works out for us. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some people register for my programs by finding it uh, on the patch or on like a meetup page. And I didn't post to those websites. So I don't know if... <laughs> It's kind of a mystery. I don't know who's sharing these to those websites or what. Your number one library fan, that's who. <laughs> yeah.
All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the New Adult Committee's first podcast. I hope it wasn't so, too unbearable. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can email me at alex at sayvillelibrary.org. You can email me, Morgan, at morgan at sayvillelibrary.org. Or you can uh, email Andrew uh, at andrew.mahopoulos at sachemlibrary.org. That's M-I-H-O-P-U-L-O-S. Uh, we have a Slack channel if you want to join the conversation, um, which if you would like to join, you can just shoot an email to Morgan and we'll invite you in and we can continue the conversation in between our future podcasts. If you have any recommendations for subjects you'd like covered in future podcasts, just send us an email or uh, we'll start a Slack channel. I guess that's, is that what they call it? A Slack channel? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start a Slack channel for, um, recommendations, I guess, and suggestions. Uh, anything else anyone wants to add? I think that's it. Yeah, I think we good. All we right. did it. Yeah, we did it. Yay!